0: Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, Jeremiah 9, 23-24, Kia ora and happy Tuesday, welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast, formerly the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify, a big shalom to the partners in the tribulation and the kingdom. Welcome to episode 24, Fill Me In is a podcast where we talk to Kiwi Christians who were not raised as Christians about how the Lord brought them into the flock, which had the highs and lows, the inspiring and the brutal, the rest and the work and everything in between that comes with belonging to the risen saviour and as soon as you guys are hearing me say that you probably think this is a weird podcast for us to be on then um yeah we're shaking it up a little bit today it's going to be a bit of a weird one let me firstly say uh psych because i did say last episode was the last one but i thought let's come back here for another one um got captivate music on with us today and they've just dropped an album i want to talk about it with it just being recent uh i don't want to leave it a few months and it get to you know 10 other albums have come out since then and no one's talking about it anymore not that that will happen because it's so great i'm sure but you know what i mean this is how music goes so let's talk about it while it's super fresh so yeah I mean I just want to start off with first just getting you guys to say hello uh how you doing guys
1: we're yeah, doing good. well I'm I'm doing pretty well I don't know about Bethany but yeah I'm doing well
2: yeah I'm doing well also I'm looking forward to Christmas and celebrating the end of the year and whatnot
0: awesome well so good to have you guys uh on with me today could we just get you to just kick us off by introducing yourselves i mean some people will see the caption for this and be like oh captivate music i've seen that album shared around um others of you others of the audience rather will know who you guys kind of are but um just to just to make sure nobody's left behind could you guys just introduce yourselves who are you you know what are you up to in life all that kind of stuff
1: great well i'll I'll kick off um my name is jared uh i'm actually coming towards the very end of um, an apprenticeship with my church, um, Auckland EV. Um, and I be- I've kind of started Captivate Music. I started off with a uh, just a, f- a small few people writing some songs in a room. Um, but, yeah, nah, recently we released an album, which has been super exciting. Um, so, yeah, kind of seeing that go forward, trying to see that, um, scale into the future as well. Yeah. So yeah, exciting things happening, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That's
1: very short story. <laughs>
0: um, tell us about your church. Tell us about your family.
1: Great. Yeah. So, uh, Auckland DV, Auckland evangelical, um, church is yeah. Church based in Auckland. We have three campuses. We have the North shore campus, our central campus in Hillsborough and, um, uh, one called uni Church, which is based on the university campus as well in Auckland um, and so i've been he- i've been hitting up uh well in a leadership position for our north shore campus cool. which has been awesome uh like it's been around coming up to 2 years now actually um so it's been a massive project and learned heaps of but um yeah our our uh, philosophy is we want to see cap- people captivated by Christ grounded in the gospel and growing in maturity and number. That's awesome, our vision.
0: Mm. That's great. And tell us about your family as well. We know you're, you're a family dude, exciting things happening there at the moment. So just fill us in so, on that.
1: Absolutely. So I am married to Ashley Stevenson, my beautiful wife, who is heavily pregnant. Uh, she's over eight months, uh, eight months deep. And we're going to be having a, our second child. My first uh, my first child is called Lucas. He's a t- very sick two-year-old at the moment, actually. So, uh, yeah, kind of thrown up like crazy. But, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty rough. But, uh, yeah, he's he's an absolute joy. And we're going to be having our um, daughter in a few weeks. 16th of, 16th of January is, is the due date. But you know how these things go. Could be few weeks at either side of that. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Awesome, man. And what about you, Beth?
2: Yeah, so my name's Beth. Um, I am a Christian. I work at Fenton Park Bible Church here in Rotorua, and I am a wife to Matthew, and I'm stoked about that. Love that guy. Um, He's a great guy. And he is a great guy. Um, And yeah, I love writing songs, and I write songs
0: for captivating music you know what I, i'm just tripping out about right now as you both mention uh your marriages is that uh i did both of your weddings and that has not actually occurred mm. to me until right now so wow that yeah, is there go you guys are both you guys are both welcome <laughs> 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 that's great are both grateful
2: I, as well
0: yeah no, you, you married cool people uh highly approved still approve Let's get talking about you guys. I want to I guess just talk about your faith generally for a second before we before we jump into all the music. Like I think this is um a big deal to a lot of people. I mean, I think we are at a time in the church where particularly a lot of people will come into I guess an appreciation for um, good sound doctrine, good biblical theology, uh, wrapping their heads around, um, you know, historic uh, Protestant teachings. Really excited about those things, and then they sort of get to a point where they go, "Oh, far out!" Like I've been. I guess, in the swamp of a bunch of stuff that just hasn't been super solid. And then people struggle to know what to do with that musically. Like, should I be listening to the music that comes out of this church? Um, So I think, uh, you know, people come to different conclusions on that. Um, Some people, you know, they get really tight and they're like, I'm not going to listen to anything that comes out of Hillsong or whatever. And other people, you know, a little bit more chill. And you get people all over the map. But I think it is... Um, aside from it just being a great story and kind of the point of this podcast, I think it is an uh, awesome thing to delve into. Like, who are you guys in terms of your faith, and um, what's your story been uh, in terms of that? How you've gotten to how you've gotten to where you're at now? Would love to hear you guys talk about that. Should we just go Jared, Beth, in that order every time, just so we Sounds just so great. we know what we're up to? Cool.
1: Nice. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not obvious for those who are listening who don't know Bethany and I, we are siblings, so <laughs> our stories are going to be there's going to be a lot of crossover, uh, had same, uh, same parents, same, uh, Christian school for, for a lot of it. Um, so there's definitely going to be some crossover there, which is great. And look, having been brought up in a Christian family, going to a Christian school, you can't deny the blessing of that. Mm. Um, it's just, it really does shape you a lot in ways that you don't realize as you grow up. And as I reflect on my story, you know, I, I don't want to, yeah, you, you go through different journeys. You, you you see God's sovereign hand over the whole thing, um, but God uses means. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's great to to see and fair to say that God has used the means of a a, a Christian a loving Christian family, um, mm. and and a Christian schooling, a great church um, as well. To to I suppose get the the ethics um the 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 message yeah it, you know it really does shape you to the to, yeah. it, to your very core for sure um that being said you know uh you you, you kind of have a bit of a christian bubble growing up mm. right you, you 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 go to church 15 times a week you know you're involved in the music team you're you go to a christian school you have uh well, you're supposed to have christian friends uh you know, you're involved in youth group, you know, all these kinds of different things. Um, and yet I, I think there's kind of often an assumed knowledge of what the core message of Christianity is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I suppose for, for me there's this kind of understanding of the Christian ethic. Like we're not supposed to, um, get drunk and we're not supposed to take drugs and, and all this kind of stuff. There's this kind of broad kind of Christian um, ethical principles that we should abide by. Um, and I knew, and I knew a little bit about, uh, you know, the Joseph story and Noah and sure. um, Moses and, and Adam and Eve and Jesus. Uh, and, you know, and I knew, I knew quite a bit about the stories of the Bible and that kind of thing, but actually putting, putting the pieces together of how, the grand story of the Bible and the ethic of Christianity, it wasn't really cohesive for me. Um, And so hitting, once you leave the nest, something crazy happens because you you leave your mother and father, father's home, Mm. you leave your Christian school, you leave your church. If you're moving to a different city and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly you're completely independent and all of those decisions about going to church or, doing devotions, suddenly you have to make those decisions yourself. Mm. Um, and I think that that independence, uh, the, the pressures and temptations of the uni life and all of the kind of worldview challenges that come from lecturers and from classmates and stuff at uni really kind of hit me to the core. Cause it, mm. it made me question my whole upbringing and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and there's, there's tons of factors in there, but, mm. um, I basically, it's not that I became an atheist, but I, I became really apathetic mm-hmm. about Christianity, about, uh, even living out the Christian ethic. Um, and so for about two and a half years, forgot a, a bit about it. I still went to church occasionally, like quite hungover, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, with, with guilt in my heart. Cause I knew I, you know, again, I had this Christian background. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that was still informing some of my thoughts, even subconsciously. Right. But, um, it was, yeah, it was, a a time where I kind of did push aside my Christian heritage. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, and, but as you know, uh, you kind of get, well, for me, I get to, a, I got to a point where, you know, I'd be drinking or just hanging out with mates and stuff like that. And mm. just wondering, like, is this it? Is this what life is about? You know, the world says that I should be having the best time in my early twenties. Um, and I'm just don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like that Christian background that I had from, from family and, and church and school was still weighing on in my mind in the background like and how does this fit with my life story? How does this mm. fit with reality? Big questions like that. Sure. And so I did I actually did like some research, you know, like any good kind of budding philosopher, I went on to YouTube, right? Of course, of course. just <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> um, nothing and, but quality on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you, you type in you you type in our uh, Christian atheist debate right you know that's that's the the classic yeah um but actually you know what it helped me to do i mean there's a there's a lot of non-helpful stuff on there but there was some really helpful stuff i think what it helped me to see is that i mean the atheist had some good arguments and the christian had some good arguments and um and i watched quite a variety as well of christian sects so like um and so yeah, I got quite a broad view of different Christian argumentation, but it really helped me to see that there's actually cr- intellectual credibility within Christianity. Right. Um, yeah, and that at the point of time that I was at, where I had um, I had all these challenges in the um, in university and all that kind of stuff, it was actually quite a powerful thing to go. Actually, now this is a robust worldview. Yeah, um, that very very smart people have adopted um and that was kind of the turning point for me where it was no longer this kind of um kind of ethical fr- I mean it was obviously an ethical framework yeah. that I knew I had to work out but some of those pieces started to come together True. about the the narrative of the bible who yeah. Jesus was what was the purpose of his uh, death resurrection and and ascension all these kinds of things all of these pieces over the course of like six months or so started to actually come together and intellectually um (laughs) but it came to a point where actually i needed to make a decision for myself you know the the kind of the the moment where uh am i going to be in on this is this something that i'm going to um, live out or is this just a, a nice kind of philosophy, but I'm just going to continue to live, uh, however I want. Um, and I knew, and it's, it's the crazy, it's a really crazy moment. And having been in ministry for a while, you see a lot of people go through it because it's, you're kind of hanging on, on the edge of a precipice, right? Mm. Where you're, the, the demands that Jesus makes on you are so big that, um, that you, you, I mean, he says you're either for me or against me. Right. Um, if you want to be my disciple, you need to carry your cross. Uh, basically saying, go, you know, follow me up until your death. Um, if you want to be my disciple. And so it's, it's huge. But then on the other hand, it's the easiest thing in the world because it's a, it's a gift of grace. You know, he, he has his, you know, he, his yoke is easy and his burden yeah. is light. and, and, if we come to him, we can be forgiven for all of the sin, uh, uh, all of the wrong we've done. Yeah. And on the one hand, it's this really amazing gospel, uh, gospel of grace that is a free gift of salvation. Mm. On the other hand, it's like this terrifying, massive worldview, you know, life shift. Yeah. And it is it is it is quite a terrifying moment, but I do remember like one time in my... So this, I'm going for ages. I hope I'm not like... This is great. Too, this, is great. Too, okay. this is great. I am okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was this moment where I was like, okay, now nah, I'm all in yeah. and say a prayer, a really honest prayer with God. Yeah. And, um, may have shed a, a tear or 15 or a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I was a mess actually. I, I, I'm I won't an tell anyone. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only putting it on a podcast. Right. So, so, um, yeah, so that was a really, I think, powerful moment where a lot of those pieces came together yeah. and, God was no longer this kind of abstract kind of ethical framework, but a, a real living reality in my life. Yeah. And I ge- I genuinely remember, I don't know, I'm not much of a kind of super spiritual kind of mystic type yeah. of guy, but I remember looking up into the stars and just thinking, oh my goodness, there is meaning in life. Hmm. This is, this is what life is all about this. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's just crazy. I don't, I was trying to think of an, anal- an analogy. It's like, when you watch a movie and there's all this mystery and and all this kind of stuff, I can't think of any particular movies, but there's all this mystery. And then like in the last 10 minutes, all those pieces kind of come together Mm. and you're like, Oh my goodness. And it kind of reframes the whole thing. Yeah. That was that moment for me. I was like, wow, there is, there is meaning in life. Yeah. This isn't just some random, um, this isn't a game. Yeah. This isn't a, uh, a kind of, nice philosophy no this is what life is all about um Mm. and ever since then it's just been shaping me to the very core obviously i'm not perfect um i've still got a lot to learn yeah um but i pointed that moment where that was a big transition for me Mm. kind of coming into a true knowledge of god and and a true relationship with him awesome man
0: it's been really cool to see that too man like i haven't known you I guess, well, as long as I've known Beth, but just seeing, I guess, our our friendship, uh, particularly while we were living uh, in Otorua at at the same time and just seeing your keenness on some of the stuff, you know, it's just been been super inspiring just watching you digging around, um, you know, I think of um, your wedding where you, your speech at your, at your reception. I don't know if you remember sort of just addressing everyone there and just saying that Christ is the most important thing in your life and that you'd be keen to talk with anyone who's there about that in front of all kinds of people. You know, I thought like, man, hmm. um, that's awesome. Or just, you know, chilling with the Jehovah's witnesses, uh, trying to oh, the good <laughs> argue days, with mate. them. Yeah, that
1: was <laughs> great. Or well, BK trips. Remember those?
0: Yeah, man. Good,
1: good, good old times, fall. man. Chats.
0: Yeah. Good chats, bro. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked man it's just it's just the coolest thing in the world you know you do see a lot of uh people that grow up similar to how we do and then um you know they don't see the value of it they don't see it as a, f- a field with treasure buried in it later on and just seeing that this is how you regard it it's just the coolest thing in the world man super encouraging to me so um that's, good. that's great so what about you bethany
2: yeah so i guess like jared said we were raised in a christian home um yeah, similar, honestly, so many similarities in there. We had this, like, we generally knew what was right and wrong. We had a moralistic um, frame, framework to go off. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I fully understood what Christianity was about, even though I was raised around a lot of Christian things and Christian conversations. Um, and we went to a Christian school, but it was in another city to the city that we live in what that we grew up in. So I think that kind of, um, led to me having this, I guess it was like a double life, mm-hmm. you know, like I had my Rotorua, um, Christian parents church life and even like the camps that, um, Philip, you and I volunteered at on the school holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like the, that life. And then I had like my school life, which was semi-Christian, but also like, I would swear around my friends and like, would just joke her up joke about really awful crude things um
3: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah um i guess i started questioning things maybe coming into my teenage years i remember being quite an inquisitive child like my parents my poor parents had to answer some really tough questions for me, even as like a. T- I was that kid even right. as like a 10 year old like nine year old and they're just stuck they're like i don't know like So yeah, those, those poor parents had to deal with me questioning, um, some big things from the universe, but, um, yeah, along there, I found some things kind of confusing and was starting to maybe see, I don't know if they were inconsistencies, but just maybe thinking they were inconsistencies, Mm -hmm. um, and being a bit confused by a few things. And yeah, I guess that kind of went on for a while, um, And my friends were just, like, no good at school. Like, seriously, the worst friends I could possibly have in my year group. Um, But, yeah, having this kind of double life. And then I remember there was this one night where I was yarning to my friend, Philip Brown, and um, he was telling me about the sermon that he had listened to. And while he was talking about the sermon, I was like, man, I don't think I'm a Christian. Like, based off what you're saying, I don't think I'm there. And I ended up saying that to you, Philip, and then you were like, we're going to go home to your house right now, and we're going to listen to the sermon. And so we did that, and um, I remember just, like, trying not to cry. There, there was a group we of us, just
0: so you listeners know. It wasn't just the oh, yes, us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Just, yes. Just, uh, my sis-
2: my yeah. sister was there. Philip's mate was there. So, yeah, yeah. Just, was, just so we're not thinking like,
0: this was some, some weird pickup thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be clear.
3: Just go home no, to we were all hanging out sermon. in a group. Yeah. But, cool.
2: yeah. Anyways, I remember <clears throat> sitting there, trying not to cry, listening to this sermon, being like, I don't think I'm a Christian. Mm. And then the group of people left. My sister was there. She went to bed. And I just remember, like, going into my room, getting on my knees, and just, like, crying out to God shedding one tear, no, maybe 15, maybe more. Um, but (laughs) yeah, just actually fully crying out to God. And yeah, I knew that I was guilty. I think that was the thing. And for me, it was just the click of, um, I don't know. I'd heard, I'd heard right from wrong growing up. I'd heard, um, that Jesus died for my sins. Um, and I'd heard that like, yes, we'd fallen short of God. Um, but I just hadn't connected yet. And mm. in the sermon, he kind of, the point that um, he made was that it was like God poured out his wrath on Jesus that you deserved.
3: Mm.
2: It was the, he took the punishment for your sins, which just had never really been articulated to me in that way. Um, yeah. And from there, it was just, I mean, it was like really just understanding the gospel in it's full. Um, and that he bore that so that I won't have to one day, mm. you know, And so, yeah, it was just this big cry and please Jesus save me because I know that I'm guilty. Mm. Um, and yeah, I would say that's the moment that he did it. And I just I remember like lying in bed and I uh, felt this sort of peace of just like, yeah, like that's that's why Jesus had to come is because you suck, you know. Mm. And yeah. Felt pieces, I went to sleep. And then that week at school was like when I realized there was definitely a change in my own heart. Mm. It was the first thing I noticed was that I just stopped finding crude joking funny. Mm. And I just remember being like, This does not appeal to me anymore. Like Mm. this is actually gross. And I just knew that God hated it. Mm. Um and yeah, just things like that along the way. And obviously, sanctification is a long and sometimes painful process and I've certainly had seasons of um that I'm just like super embarrassed and ashamed of but also God's been so good and faithful through that um Mm. but yeah
0: awesome that's great guys cheers for unpacking that and yeah I hope that's helpful um just great to be able to hear those stories um a, a little bit of a different story too um you know people growing up in the Christian home and how they process that um making it not just their parents thing that they sort of vaguely are a part of, but actually, you know, um, what language, but owning it for yourself, um, making it your own faith. Um, yeah, it's, it's super interesting to listen to and definitely something we, we need to think about, um, as, as the church goes forward and, and people continue to have kids, how do you raise them, um, to love the Jesus that you love, you know? So it's, it's great to hear that. Um, let's talk about, the the project more widely so it's not every day that um a christian wakes up and decides you know what i'm gonna make a worship band um with our own songs like most people (laughs) don't do that but you guys uh have done that so let's just talk about captivate music just generally uh what what prompted this where did this come from it's
1: great great question um where did it come from it came from a desire uh, to merge two worlds. Um, one world being God's word (laughs) and, and biblically rich, uh, biblically rich lyrics, um, centered around God's word that are thematically diverse, but have a, have an emphasis on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but also trying to s- have that as one world and the other world having great music musically yeah. uh, music that is compelling dynamic um singable as well for 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 churches yeah. ac- accessible um great production yeah. uh, and so actually trying to see those two worlds come together in one project uh, it's and actually like we've found, cause I'm, you know, I'm involved in ministry mm. and it's, it's hard to find. Um, it's hard to consistently find songs that bring those two together. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. And, and so, yeah, we, our desire is to kind of fill that niche a little bit to see, yeah. to see those two worlds come together. Um, and there, there's, there's, um, there's people doing it, doing it, but there's nothing for sure in New Zealand that I can think of, sure. uh, or maybe there are, but yeah, really keen to see more of that yeah. in the Christian culture, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm. For
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Anything to add there, Beth?
2: Yeah. I, I think it just, it sprang out of a lot of conversations that Jared and I were having. Um, I don't know if it would be frustrations, but um, yeah, just wanting to, um, see the space filled mm. and yeah, I think it sort of just started off as conversations. And then Jared was like, man, why don't you just start writing and see what happens? And I did, and some songs started happening and yeah, it just kind of rolled on from there. And yeah. Uh,
0: how many years back would you say these, you know, I guess you, you've thought about that writing these songs or seeing, uh, you mentioned Jared, this, this gap, Yeah. Are we we talking years of thinking this, sir, or has this been something, I guess, relatively recently that's sort of occurred to you?
1: Um, Well, in some ways it's been crafting for about 31 years. (laughs) (laughs) Since you were on living and active. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah. And and so I think, I think in a way I am in a, in a unique position to, because I've, I've, I've lived in both of these two worlds, um, having had a lot of musical background, and but also being and and production skills and arrangement skills and all this kind of stuff, um, but also having been steeped in Christianity for m- most of my life mm. and especially the last decade, um, so yeah, no, it's just been. Uh, it's been something in the making for a long time but officially I would say we started writing songs maybe about was during lockdown okay if I recall Beth Uh, yeah yeah,
2: I think
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah it was a few years ago Um, I I suppose it was kind of our our, um, main goal was to write songs that suited so I've been an apprentice at Auckland BB for a few years now and um, we kind of go through series of books of the Bible. We try and um, work our way through whole, you know, books of the Bible chunk by chunk. Mm. And um, our aim was to have, initially was to have a song that kind of encapsulated that series in some way. So we wrote uh, like a Matthew song. We wrote an Ephesian song. Um, yeah. To kind of almost our, our best effort to kind of summarize the content yeah. of of that, uh, that series. Yeah. Um, and we had some, some real, yeah, it is, it, it was great and it, and it worked well. We had, um, and it actually helped us to refine as well, like what worked and what didn't yeah, and, and think through considerations. Like it's funny, you, you, you write a song and you're like, Oh man, this is an absolute banger. Um, but when you play it with, th- when you sing it with like 300 other people, you have to consider the congregation as well and the right. singability. That's yeah. a massive part of this genre, right? Totally. Um, yeah. They're not all pop just... Yeah. 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 And so that was kind of an eye opener for me where you, it's not, you know, it's not the, the old pop punk, you know, the old pop punk days is not, it's not quite pop. There's, a, there's a, a different beast from what I'm used to in terms of writing, because there's that big um, kind of, idea about accessibility. Mm. Um, and plus, you know, obviously being theologically accurate and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) it's it's another big thing, but, um, yeah, like, so that was really interesting and actually helped us initially to early on, Mm. um, to, to refine it. And then, um, yeah, Bethany and I'd been chatting maybe what was your experience of kind of having us out there, Beth? Um,
2: yeah, I don't know. I think, I just love writing songs and I write songs, have written songs since I was like 11 years old and like, I just constantly am writing. Um, but I've never written, I had never written like songs for a congregation before. Um, so similar to Jared, but just more from like a, uh, like the lyrics kind of, maybe a bit of a musical side as well. Um, just like, it was just like a whole new beast for me to, Mm. um, I kind of get used to and I feel like even just already I've learned so much through this project that I'm like, I can't, I just, you know, I just want to keep trying to refine this, um, hone this craft. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a learning curve for us and we've, um, yeah, we've learnt a lot, you know, and it's, and it's a good thing. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can just get better and better and better at it mm. as
3: well.
0: Now, I, I love what you're saying there, guys. And as someone who's, yeah, listened to it a, a bunch of times, just have it on repeat, basically. Um, it is cool to hear both of those elements coming out there. And I think um, for sure, like it's it's definitely tricky making it singable and just, you know, even just little things like the way you space out lyrics or just how much you try to cram in there and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's such a huge thing. But I think you guys have done really well at like retaining a, a distinct um sound like not only in terms of production value but i can also see like subtly but done well like the other like genres and influences that you guys have i mean i froth your guys human ep i thrash that all the time and then yeah some of the some of the stuff you've done jared um with latest fallout and man i was even there when you played with a kiss goodbye at that time at parachute wow. uh what, what a jam a threat, um, so it's just it's just hearing some of those elements coming out subtly in the music has been awesome like it's it's obviously it's not a pop punk album like it's definitely it's not a it's not an 80s synth album but just hearing the the use of the guitars and the use of the uh, the synth has been awesome um it, it's been really cool and yeah um could only be done by people that i think uh have background in Kind of playing around with that stuff so i think you guys have done outstanding it's been awesome um so let's talk a bit about this album uh grace upon grace first one you've done hopefully of many and i mean i like talking about albums as a whole because back in the days before spotify and playlists you did albums right like and you and you think about how you order the tracks and you think about how they fit yeah. together and you think about like are there any thematic uh links throughout the whole thing and so i wonder if you guys have any thoughts on that like how did how did this album come about what what were you getting at with it um what's big picture what are you what are you trying to do
1: i feel like this is every artist's favorite question because i knew you would actually yeah because there's actually so much thought put into it behind the scenes Hmm. um but a lot of modern listeners won't appreciate it uh, because we do live in a playlist, single generation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you get your favorite song, you put that on your playlist, and you listen through all your favorite songs from all your artists. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit old school, you know. Back in my day, you know, like, like you said, um, <laughs> back- yeah, I With do. The millennials, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually do like listening to whole albums at mm. a time because there is the artists have intentionally put those songs in that order for a specific purpose Hmm. um and you're you're trying to get you get a better grasp on the whole theme of the album across the whole thing rather Hmm. than just particular songs as well Um, but yeah so definitely a lot of thought went into that um but it's also interesting because in many in other ways the themes across all the songs are kind of the same like it's about the gospel right (laughs) it's yeah it's um that's that's really what we want to color the whole the whole all of our songs you know and we're going to have different angles of that and so for example our first one is uh, the first song when you first start listening is about the holiness of god right but uh, but that's very intentional uh, in terms of not only in terms of lyrical content, but in terms of vibe as well, uh, mm. like the the whole mood of the track and that kind of stuff. It because any I think any conversation, if you're going to do an elaborate unpacking of the gospel, it has to start with God's character. Mm. I think who He is, um, and so we really wanted to kick our album off with that um, with that theme Uh, as yeah it's no accident
0: yeah do you know anything um you want to speak to uh i guess album wide uh, about the project beth
2: um yeah i'd say like musically we obviously the themes we wanted to go on a bit of a journey with that but i think even musically we really wanted to take on a journey so Mm. yeah joe kind of mentioned like the first song is starting with those like the first thing you hear is just like these epic heavy drums on the Mm. toms and shout out to Jethro who did that and it, it's just like such an epic sound that came out. Mm. Um, but we just wanted to get to get people amped for what they're about to listen to. Um, and then yeah, goes on this whole journey and ends with Jesus was better, which is just just like almost the polar opposite to this like heavy Tom's drum intro track, totally. um, where it's just like soft and, um, yeah, just like really intimate and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. Mm.
1: Totally. And I think thematically, as you think about those kind of, bookends of the album, right? The Mm. start with the holiness of God and, and then actually like the, the, um, it's all about that. God is not like us. There is no one like our God. I mean, that's literally the title, right? Yeah. Um, and then the very second song is worthy of it all. Which the first line is the depths of sin had conquered me, um, really showing the contrast between who God is and who we are. Mm. Um, and 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 worthy of it all is is actually our is based of our um, off the series that we did in Ephesians, um, cool. so it's based off those ideas that uh, it's it's the Father who has chosen us in Christ, and we have every spiritual blessing in Christ, right, um, and and then the Spirit who seals us mm. as well. So it's, salvation is an act of of God and mm. uh, Trinity, and so. Um, but then as you like, but then you think about the bookend, right? That Jesus is better. It's no accident that as you've, as we've gone through the whole album, you basically say, take the world, Jesus, you know, you're better than everything else in Mm. this world. Anything else that, uh, nothing else in this world satisfies me more than who you are. Mm. Um, and so you are worthy. Just take it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Uh, Just while we're talking about it, I guess, big picture, tell us about the album art. I love it. I think it goes with it. I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, that fits with the mood of what's happening here. Now what was the thought process behind
1: that and how did that come about? That's a good question. I think it's, it was a rush process. (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, it was, yeah, we're coming down to crunch time and like we're trying, we set a release date Hmm. and we're getting very close to that and trying to get the songs finished and, album art was (laughs) like one of those last kind of final things. Um, but Bethany had done some kind of concepts, uh, thinking through not only the album title, but, but also how to kind of symbolize that with a picture and and that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, and yeah, we, I, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're thinking there, Beth?
2: Yeah, I guess like the, the ocean is kind of like just this wave, um, it was kind of the idea of like wave upon wave that like just keeps crashing and it just like keeps coming and you get over one wave and then there's just another wave. And just like the image of that being like God's grace, like we're just constantly being overwhelmed with another wave of God's grace in our lives and it's going to look different. It will be both salvation, but also just like daily grace.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as well as, as I mean, images say a thousand words, right. That's the, uh, I've heard that. Uh, a yeah. A picture, a picture. picture 7, <laughs> um, but, and it's, you get all the symbolism and I love like thinking about what an image portrays in terms of its ideas. You also get salvation from judgment, I think because yeah. it's kind of turbulent water. Right. Totally. And that's, that's our state. Like we're basically drowning. Yeah. Um, where, you know, visions will say dead and sins. Yeah. Um, and yet out of that turbulence, Comes this great salvation uh, he rips us out of the he rips us out of the depths of the sea to yeah makes us alive you know and so there's all this kind of imagery and, and you know symbolism deep symbolism i love it but, yeah. um yeah yeah some awesome biblical
0: theology in there that i will refrain from uh delving into but that is <laughs> that is awesome and i love it uh cool so let's unpack this thing uh track by track like i this is one of those albums that I just, I like every track on. Like I don't ever listen to it and go, ah, Skip, uh, not a fan of that one. Like I just front to back, it's, it's bangers. And, um, but yeah, obviously like a lot of diversity, a lot of different dynamics going on throughout it. So let's just, I'll just throw out the song titles to you and just anything you want to speak to about that song, just go for it. Whether it's, you know, how you sort of put it together or particular things, Uh, to note or particular lyrics you like or just stuff about the sound or whatever just go for it i just want to chat it through so um yeah the first track uh you've talked about a little bit but it's called no one like our god uh talk to us Mm. about it
1: yeah so this one uh like bethany said starts with with big drums and and it's kind of it's an upbeat slash mid-tempo song um and it's actually really hard to find (laughs) find songs that are kind of Mid tempo y uh, ones to intro albums, but also to like intro a church service, right? Mm. So, I'm thinking in terms of music, purely music, I was like, I'd just, you know, I'd love to write a song that is upbeat that you could intro a church service because people come in, you know, coming through the doors with all manner of different things going on in their life. They've, they've could have had the best week in in their whole life, they could have had the worst week. And so, as we think through that, like, I wanted a song. In terms of the theme, I knew Bethany had kind of written stuff about the holiness of God, and, and again, starting with that theme and then matching that with the music was I'd thought quite a lot about. Um, in fact, out of all the songs, <laughs> this is probably my favourite in terms of the arrangement, okay. like in terms of the musical arrangement, just because the pieces kind of came together, although it was a process, wasn't it, mm. <laughs> Should not hear the first mm. demo that Bethany sent through? <laughs>
3: yeah
2: it's it's done a lot of refining this one (laughs) um yeah I'd also just say like for me this was birthed out of like reading a book on the attributes of God and I was like just like it was just present and it was front of mind Mm. for me and I just wrote a song and it's changed a lot since that first (laughs) demo like what Jared was just saying but like yeah I think reflecting on the attributes of God is always a great thing for a Christian Mm. to do um yeah what was the book Um, it was, uh, none like him
0: by Jim Wilkin. Hi. Cool. Awesome. Talk to us about worthy of it all.
1: Worthy of it all. So that was actually a song that, um, myself and a guy called Julius wrote, um, from, from my church and yeah, birthed out of our Ephesians series. So, um, trying to capture, uh, an entire book especially a book like ephesians which is just so rich with a bunch of stuff is difficult but i actually i'm really proud of this song like it's it's kind of starting off with who we are again against the backdrop of the holiness of god on that first song um really showing the state of what we were like before being made alive being made alive in christ mm. um And so the first verse is kind of bleak. (laughs) It's pretty like depths of sin had conquered me. Death had laid its claim on me. Um, And then the second verse kind of unpacks, actually, no, uh, you know, um, what I've been set free from this, from this, the state that I was in this. um, Yeah. And so what, what is the thing that has made me alive? Had has seated me in the heavenly realms, Mm. you know, um, and and the really, it's the chorus that unpacks that. So the refrain of the chorus is, "By the Father we are chosen, through the Son our chains are broken, with the Spirit we are sealed." And again, it's just it's so clear that in those first in that first chapter that it, salvation and the spiritual blessings that we have uh, in Christ are only available mm-hmm. because of God. Okay. And, and Ephesians will kind of unpack that as well. It's it's a gift of grace. Mm totally Um, yeah and so we really wanted to do that but then you go into the second half of ephesians and there's this well like this is kind of now that you know all these great theological truths um live in a manner worthy of the calling that you have Mm. right and so we wanted to to bring that in as well so we we bring that up in the in the bridge yeah um that yeah as god's gathered people we ought to live in light of this great reality that we have, that we have been saved, Um, we have been made alive in Christ. Totally.
0: Mm. I think this song in particular for me as I heard it, I just was stoked um, because I think it sort of serves as a, I don't know, it counteracts, I guess, a lot of the problems I see with uh, contemporary Christian music, worship music, in that this song has precision. Like, it's very clear what you think, about who god is and and exactly what he's done uh it's not vague it's not this general like okay god you're there kind of good in some way and i'm kind of here needing some kind of rescue and then you were good and did a good thing for me and let's all be stoked about that like it it goes into more depth than that and um yeah it's it's great like i think you're supposed to marvel at specific truths uh from scripture as we worship and so yeah i just think it serves that end Uh, really well I was super stoked to hear it do you have any thoughts on track two Beth?
2: Um, Well I wasn't I mean I did some harmonies in the song but apart from that I was super not really involved with the song and I think maybe it's like maybe that contributes to it but there was definitely this like I think it was like the second or third time I was listening to the song I just started crying I was like this song is so good like just a reflection of like what God has done for us in saving us and how each part of the trinity is contributing to that and yeah i don't know all of that just like hit me
3: yeah.
2: all at once one time when i was listening to it i just missed a shout it's like i just had a big cry like listening mm. to that song like you've done so well so
1: yeah
2: yeah and maybe it is just being a bit more detached from it it's not as like i'm not as critical yeah. of it or something but yeah awesome love that one mm.
0: awesome let's chat uh every breath
1: all right your turn beth
2: my turn (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this one like this one was just um i guess reflecting on the fact that every aspect of our existence um comes from god including the very breath that we breathe and um i think the essence of the song is that life is found in god and that is both physical life the breath that we breathe but ultimately um spiritual life yeah I, that's kind of my little summary for that um and then yeah I love writing songs in 6-8 um and this one was a 6-8 song so that was just like a really fun sort of musical journey to go on and in terms of the production like this song was like a song I liked but then after I'd heard what Jared had done with it I was like this song is like top one or two for me so yeah, yeah good job on that one Jared
1: <laughs> yeah thanks it's yeah I I it's funny because Bethany writes a lot of songs. And okay. so, and she'll send me demos and go, what do you think of this one? And I'm very opinionated <laughs> about it. Uh, you know, it's I think great. that's part. Yeah, I think it's great because we can, we can be honest with each other when we really like something or whether we don't like something. Um, that's part of, I think, what works. And, so, and and not just us two, but as well, you know, a bunch of others in our songwriting team. Um, and so, yeah, like I really... I had a bit of a vision for this one quite early early on. Like the song just, like I spent like an afternoon building up a demo for it based on Bethany's recording and it just came together. It was just one of those songs that just came together well. Didn't have to do too much work. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Track four called Praise the Lamb.
1: So Praise the Lamb uh, was birthed out of a desire to actually write an upbeat song <laughs> so i literally called beth and was like beth you create some beautiful six eight ballads but we really need we, we, we not every song could be a, a beautiful six eight ballad we need some we need something upbeat um so and yeah basically tasked her with okay go ahead write a <laughs> write an update song uh, which is actually really difficult to do um, but do you want to talk a little bit about the, the content,
2: Beth? Yeah, I think, like, um, okay, it was, I was basically okay. I'm writing a fast song. What is just some things that, like, would get me amped as a Christian? And mm. it's just basically, like, man, just, like, we have, we can celebrate what Christ has done for, on the, for us on the cross. If you're a Christian, you're going to be excited about that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, just really focusing on the cross in that song and There is a journey of the gospel. There's you know, yeah. it starts with once again in the dark where I lay, I was guilty, like we are in sin, and then it's Christ that comes and what he's done on the cross. Um, yeah, just super gospel centered. And I was like, I don't know, it just kind of worked out, and mm. I could picture it very clearly from the very start when I first started writing it. And referenced like another song, I can't remember what it's called, but. Just that for like the tempo, because it's hard for me to picture like a upbeat song while I'm writing them. I think it's it was really important, but
0: yeah, mm. awesome. But I mean, this is my personal favorite on the album. Like I just I loved it, and I don't know when I heard it, I just kind of like paused and just went like, "Whoa, dang!" Like this is this. I don't know what are the Gen Z guys say. Like? This hits different. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I, I would say you know like you jared i'm i'm not a particularly mystical uh person you know i've prayed for the gift of tongue since 2015 quite regularly and still can't speak in tongues. so that's how that's how mystical i am um that being said i don't know like it's difficult to describe for me i i hear this song and it just made me like nostalgic for the age to come in like a very vivid way i was just like man i yeah I just feel this very deeply. Like it's it's a brilliant song. I, I rate it. It's awesome. um So so kudos to you guys um for making me feel something. It, it, you know, callous cold heart uh, made me feel something. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that's, um, I mean,
1: that's that's our aim, right? That's our aim is to to merge the great truths of the Bible and hit hit you right in the feels, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, let's talk about track five. You are God.
1: You are God. How did this one start, Beth? I think you had written a demo for this This one.
2: was, yeah, this was the first song. Like, this was my first attempt at a congregational song. Cool. And it's not super, I wouldn't say it's the most congregational song on the album, but um, it was my first attempt at sort of like a song for church, I guess. Um, and it ended up on the album, so it kind of been too bad. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just like, yeah, once again, just like a... a really wanting to emphasize similar to no one like our God and that I want to emphasize a really high view of God. Um, it's just like, you are God, King of the heavens, sovereign, like it's just like all of these things, just like Mm. you are, you're separate from what we are. You are something else. Um, Mm. so yeah, that was basically the idea. Mm. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, the bridge, the bridge was that, that amazing, like the epic view of God being this mighty lion and then also being this like mm. humble
0: man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Any thoughts uh, to add there, Jared?
1: Yeah. Was, it's was interesting. Cause this one's quite different in terms of the genre. I could, you could say, or the instrumentation its kind of got some electronic elements. Um, and I think like when I first heard the song, I was like, it's kind of, I could make this a uh, kind of more generic electric guitar drums. And it, it does eventually get to that, right? You got this kind of big build up, which does lead to that. But mm. I, I don't know. I've, I've There's this, a really nice, um, it's nice to kind of break up the album a little bit in terms of the instrumentation. And so I just toyed around with some electronic sounds and some R's and, and that kind of stuff. Got my wife to sing s- some of the, the backing vocals and the demo and, um, and it came like, it actually came together really well. So yeah, I I like that. It's different from the rest of the album.
0: Mm. Cool. Uh, track six called Jesus, the hope of man. Can you guys speak to that one?
2: Yeah. So this is funny because I messaged Philip and I was basically like, yo, if you, if you had to write a worship song, what would you want to write about? Because I know I know that you listen to a lot of hymns and sort of those kind of things. And I was like, man, that'd be cool to write. Just like, I just like, what I really appreciate about hymns is how they kind of take an idea and then just like unpack it really well. And mm. um, they usually have this sort of refrain that wraps all of these different ideas and all the verses and wraps it all together in this one refrain. So I wanted to write something like that. It didn't really work out that way, but we ended up with the song, Jesus Hope for Man. And you basically said like, man, you should, I've always thought about um, Romans 8, the chain of redemption that we see in Romans 8, Um, kind of just like having a verse on each of the links within this this chain, Um, and you just like inspired me straight away. And I think within half an hour, I like had an outline of the song, basically, yeah, and I sent it through to Jared, and we uh, reworked the chorus a little bit, but yeah, basically it was... Yeah, thanks Phil
0: for that. Some inspiration. You're you're very welcome. I'm glad it turned out well. I just, <laughs> if it turned out rubbish, I would have just sort of quietly backed into the bushes like Homer Simpson. Uh, if you ever tried to bring me to it, <laughs> so I'm left, to it turned out well.
1: It's left cool. on scene, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Any thoughts on that one, Jared? Um. It was nice to try my hand at a 4-4 song, (laughs) (laughs) arranging that. But yeah, like, just... I actually really liked the song uh, Mm. when I first heard it. I thought it really helpfully... I think the chorus is great because it helpfully captures both God having worked definitively in the cross, through the cross of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, but also continuing to see his work played out. Mm. Um, And is that kind of uh, not a tension, but both of those two realities uh, being true side by side in a song Mm. is really cool. Mm.
0: Awesome. Let's talk about track seven forever.
1: So forever is actually the very first song that um, the songwriting team at the church I go to and I wrote Uh, the very first song we released uh, to the world um and there's one that kinda came to me at like two AM two AM in the morning. <laughs> it's just, you know, all the best ones. And it just like it was yep. one of those ones that just I didn't have to do much work, it just came out. Um and I wanted to write a song that was just almost a picture of Revelation four and five of mm. um I get that. Yeah, they kind feels of like that. Just, Yeah, yeah, so I wanted, not only in terms of its lyrical theme of all glory, all honour to the King of Kings, um, but capturing that with the music as well. And the only Mm -hmm. way you can do that is through distorted electric guitars. So um, (laughs) so, (laughs) Play skillfully
0: on the strings, the psalmist says.
1: Yes, 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 and it is absolutely referring to to, uh, distorted guitars Yeah,
0: It's in the Hebrew for sure. (laughs)
1: Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it was. Um, it came together pretty quickly that one. Um, awesome. Yeah, me, me and a guy called Matt Chessum wrote that together.
0: Awesome, that's cool. Shout out to shout out to Matt. Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about Grace. Unless you have anything to add to that one, Beth. Don't want to skip you there.
2: No, nah, like. Yeah, I wasn't super involved with that one. I feel like Jared covered it, so yeah.
1: Cool. Strange thing about writing in different cities. Oh, dude. You're doing a lot of uh, phone calls and Google docking and that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's talk about track eight, Grace Upon Grace. Title track.
2: Title track, yeah. Um, uh, Honestly, this, this one was just me... I think this one and the next one, but yeah, I I had been suffering from a bit of a chronic illness for a while. And this song was um, written during that season. And I think, um, it was a lot of just like preaching to myself was these, these songs. A lot of the songs that I sent Jared are just like prayers yeah. <laughs> most and like, yeah, like things that I was trying to remind my soul of. Um, but yeah, just wrestling through like grace, the grace of God in the midst of suffering. And, um, the fact that I, you know, I was going through this, but like I have Christ and He saved me, and His grace is um, mm. His grace is enough, and I'm not actually owed anything on this side of eternity. But um, I have I have His grace, and He's covered my sin, and I know that one day um, my suffering will end, and either on this side of eternity or on the other side of eternity, and not only has he paid the price for my sin and that is, you know, absolute grace, but also, yeah, the daily grace that we have accessible to us, um, which comes into like the second verses. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: And I, I really, I mean, when I first heard the song, I knew this was something special. Um, it's, I think it's probably my favorite track on the album. Hmm. Um, if I had to pick one, it's yeah. Cause when I, when I first heard it, it, it was brutally honest about, you know, you kind of put yourself in the in the shoes of someone, or, you know, the person singing it, uh, in many ways. And and we do this with, with often with church music because we sing these songs week in, week out, right? Um, and I knew this was going to be a really beautiful um, song for people to sing, to be brutally honest with God about that. When we look within, broken by our sin, He does give more grace. Mm and and for me i kind of pictured a moment um perhaps after a a really convicting sermon but a a sermon with the hope of grace um and singing this song um as god's people i really wanted to reflect that those great lyrics in that first verse actually reflect that in the music and so that's i like i originally had piano had some fancy piano roof in there but i was like this just needs to be God's people singing together, mm. um, and and trying to capture that in the song, which mm. I'm actually really proud of. Of just taking everything out and going, okay, I'm gonna let the voices take over for this first, but yeah, and a really soft coming. Mm. Awesome.
0: And the final track, track nine, Jesus is better.
2: Yeah. So, man, I I love the song. To me, this song is. Like, it's very personal. Um, I'm going to try not to cry talking about it, but sometimes I do. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, I am going to cry. But it's a reminder to my own soul in the midst of suffering that, like, Jesus is better. He proved himself better through the one of the hardest seasons of my life. And he has mm. proved himself to be better time and time again. Um, and he sustains me. And he is satisfying and sufficient and he is all that I need. Um, so yeah, um, I think my, my husband and I had done a lot of reading through a lot of books on suffering during mm. the season. And then also, um, I think at the time we just finished reading the book of Hebrews and, um, I know your church is going through it, Philip, but, um, mm. yeah, just that overwhelming theme of Jesus is better yeah, <laughs> is mean. it's just echoed throughout the whole book. So it was, it just kind of all came together and it was, it's amazing to see how God can use, you know, it was just me in my lounge with my little guitar mm-hmm. pouring my heart out to God and the things that he was like teaching me and things that were front of mind for me at the time. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: And he brought that over t- all together and I sent through a demo to Jared and I was really proud of the guitar track that I'd done for it. Um, I was like, oh, this guitar is so cool and it's going to be so cool on the album and send it to Jared, and he he loved it too, and for a while that was what it was going to sound like, and then he just, messages just me one day, and he's like, so I'm thinking of just, like, getting rid of the guitar part and doing this, like, piano with strings, and I was like, I trust you, man, do it. Like, do what you are got to do, and we'll see how it turns out. But, yeah, I'm so stoked with how it turns out. Yeah, sorry, how it turned out, it's just, like, it's beautiful, and it it's such a, like I said, personal and intimate song for me personally. But, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, I I just love, I love, I love the, um. the string arrangement. I didn't write that. I can't take credit for that. Um, I, And I was just, you know, like, cause I, 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 I could have written it and done an okay job, but I was like, I, I want to get someone else to, to give it a go. And I knew someone from, from my church had done um, quite a bit of string arrangement in there musical journey um Mm. and i was like i'll just hand over the reins to someone else and he just absolutely nailed it like Mm. uh i he did a way better job than i could ever do (laughs) Mm. um so and it just it matched the the tone and the theme of the song really well um and i love the climax of the song where um it's the the idea of no other name is higher than yours. You are the one that the angels adore. Rulers and kings sit under your throne. My Jesus. We kind of make it personal mm. at that point. Mm. This Jesus who is higher than the angels, who is better than rulers and kings mm. and should take the world, right? Take the world and all that it holds. He is my Jesus. Mm. It is a, There's a... Uh, bringing the personal element to that point is so powerful mm. and wanted to reflect that with the music as well as it kind of comes down. Mm. Mm.
0: Amazing guys. Well, cheers for chatting with us. I think you guys have done an amazing job. Uh, it's, it's come together like so well. And as best as I can say it as somebody who is one of your peers, I guess, in terms of age, like I'm super proud of you guys. Like I think it's, it's amazing blessing to the church. Uh, I've, I've been super blessed by um, the feedback I've had from, other people who I've recommended it to has just been like, man, this is this is really awesome. And um I, I hope you've been getting uh similar feedback like that yourselves. Um where where can people find you guys? Like if, if they want to go and check this out themselves and they haven't already, where where do they find you?
1: Um, you can find us on everything except TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're thinking through uh do we do that route? I don't know. Well we'll see. Uh I've sure. never I've never actually been on there, but I heard it's it's great if you want to go viral, but, um, anyways, um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, you can email me as, as well if you want, like, cause I think one of our, our desires as we, um, see this project go forward is to really bless the church. Like you say, mm. um, to, to help, um, yeah, help local churches to have great, um, great songs to sing in their churches for, um. Yeah, for congregants to sing stuff that's singable, but is dynamic and mm. and is going to connect your head and heart. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what part of what we're really keen to see happen with Captivate Music is, um, I think, for churches to get uh, what to, I suppose, play our music. Uh, we 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 really uh, we write our songs for local churches. Yeah, um, stuff that is accessible for people to uh, to sing along to. Um, that is rich with uh, biblical truth but also has um, dynamics with the music as well uh yeah so yeah if you are keen to to get in touch as a, if you're a, a church leader and looking for some new songs to sing in your church like feel free to get in touch with me um and but but also uh, we, we're keen as well to scale this project to work with artists as well mm-hmm. um, people who who are like-minded people who um, really are on board with our vision, I suppose, uh, and want to see, have an avenue to write and release and record music. Yeah. Love to collab. Awesome, so, man.
0: Do you, do you guys have like sheet music or chord charts or anything like that uh, available at the moment that people can? Buy
1: uh, or it's in the works. So basically, um, we're getting all of that kind of admin stuff sorted, but it will be happening very soon. Um, okay. So, but, so don't hes- hesitate to, to get in touch. We can sort you out with lyrics and, and chord charts if you need it. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Well, this has been another episode of Fill Me In, uh, Redeemer Church Podcast. Redeemer is a Bible teaching church in the center of Tauranga. Our services are at 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify if you so desire and drop us uh, a comment as well let us know what your favorite song on the album is i'm sure uh these guys will be stoked to see what you guys have been enjoying captivate music it's been great to have you with us today
1: it's been an absolute Thanks pleasure so much, Phil. But... yeah
0: grace <laughs> and peace to you Bye.
3: Desert sand is less than a cool fresh spring And to one lost sheep, a separate boy
0: Shalom, Crizos. Hey, just before we finish up the podcast, I just wanted to draw your attention to a book project that Anthony, one of the pastors at the church and I have just finished working on. It's called Church and State, Reflections on the Things of Caesar and the Things of God. Discussing the issue of the relationship between the church and the state. What kind of things should the state tackle? What kind of things should the church tackle? Is there any overlap between the two? If you're in need of some more misinformation and extremism in your life, I'd encourage you to go check it out. It's available for free over at the Church Facebook page. Have a happy rest of your Tuesday.